مشروفها مشروم كلها خلقت وايد ما تسوي غير كل لك أنت Alright folks, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa la'aqibatu al-muttaqeen wa la'udwana illa ala al-zalimin wa salawatu allahi wa salamuhu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'la sahla Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatika ya Rabbil Kareem Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Hope you guys are doing all right. Hope you guys are doing good. And I hope that the stream is clear. Hope that the stream is clear. Is it clear, guys? Is it smooth? And are we happy? And the sound. Is the sound good? Good to see my peoples like Aisha. Good to see my peoples. And... Um, the uh, so Soraya is saying that it's a bit hazy. Hazy, guys, is the picture hazy? Because I'm looking at a very clean picture, both on my YouTube and uh, no, it's not hazy, it's not hazy. Zakaria, welcome back, good to have you back, man. I know that you are busy. My cousins are saying, are you sure you started? They don't understand the idea that I could possibly be in a dars and chatting to people at the same time. <laughs> My cousins are shocked. They go, what kind of dars is this? As my cousin would say over there, what kind of molvi are you? <laughs> what kind of molvi are you, man? So, I just want to say, I want to say a, a lot of things, actually. First of all, welcome to all the people who made an effort to uh, join the lesson, despite the crazy times. Obviously, Aisha, radiallahu, uh, my goodness, I, I made by Aisha, I just said, radiallahu anha. Aisha from the Philippines, may Allah be pleased with you as well. Um, Subhanallah, you see how the, the tongue just went straight straight into wherever. Um, I'm just so happy that folks like Aisha and Fiza and, and you know, all those folks, that they're having yani, a nice, easy lesson. Normally, when they're watching the lessons, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And for them, now it's in the evening, afternoon, evening, and packs are getting it at Asr time. You can hear the adhan going off. So, obviously... Um, uh, it'd be crazy not to share a few interesting facts about what's going on today. Um, where should we start? I am at home. This behind me is my father's house, our house. My dad's younger brother, my uncle. That is his house next door, right, right there. We have a dividing wall and a door, of course, because it's all one thing. That's how our family culture kind of works here. I have my three uh younger cousins here with me they're all within 10 15 years 20 years uh younger than i am um we are in the village of barabandi which is uh closest to the main town of mingawara 
or Mingora as it's spelled in the province province of Swat district. district in the district of Swat in the what of KPK the region province. and the province of KBK Khyber Pukhtunkhwa KPK which used to be known as the Sarhad before KP with the K taking the K out KPK this is KP yeah so this is the northwest frontier of Pakistan um, you know what respect to Alina by the way massive respect to Alina but in fairness you're always getting to you know get the class at a normal time and today you're doing a crazy one although I want to say Alina that I was also awake at 3 30 in the morning yesterday getting stuff done and whatever so I know what it's like I know what it's like anyway uh, we live in a rural village we live in the mountains it's an astonishing fact an astonishing fact I'm missing Sarah today generally and I'm missing Sarah specifically missing Sarah generally because she's a very important part of our circle don't know where she is but she must be busy it's early over there but I'm missing her specifically because any opportunity to cuss the Egyptians and, and their absolute rubbish useless internet yeah then I'm not gonna waste it I'm here in Pakistan in the middle of nowhere in the middle of villages surrounded by mountains we dad by the way very upset by the fact that we went this way we went this way as the background we dad wanted this background and I, I'll show you at the end the background that she wanted but the thing is is that because it's like wall and you know it's like houses and stuff like that it doesn't I don't think it looks as nice whereas this looks a little bit better it looks a bit better because obviously the house is nice and it has this kind of like you know outside thing you know it's a very open houses in our culture unlike um unlike you know in like the the, the the kind of like the city areas of Karachi and Islamabad where the houses are very much like what they would be in the west but here right now uh in the not here right now I mean in the in the in the village areas um yeah I think generally the village areas of Pakistan and Asia not just the northwest our houses are open and they're in and they have open areas where there's the animals are living with you you'll have a cow or maybe in the slight side corner you'll have the chickens running around etc so you know you, you you go around it so our house is one of those kind of stuff like a internal kind of courtyard kind of thing which is quite quite normal although our house is a bit bigger than average obviously when those people who live in the west are able to send a bit more money back and so their houses normally are a little bit more bigger maybe or more built up and so we have quite a bit of built up area as well so that's quite normal what's very nice is that i have a tree right behind me and it's full of fruit fruit and it's full of this fruit here and it's called the naranj and in urdu it's called a naranj and in english it's called a god knows what it's citrus basically tangerine. no no it's not tangerine 100 percent it's not tangerine who can tell me what this is called naranj anyone translate it for me because this is a uh, it's like a lemon it's not sweet it's what i use in my diet coke and diet pepsi it's beautiful in diet coke and diet pepsi i don't think it's oh is it is it a sweet lime oh sugar they're saying it's a lime yeah it's, it is a kind of fruit. it's a citrus fruit right so it's a lime. it is a lime kind of thing but it's not like an orange well it is it, 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 this is a small one by the way the majority of them are big it's a, the, the big the, the size of a big if someone could do a google and work out what exactly a naranj is Farisa where are you from Farisa remind me what your background is 
Mozambique. Mozambique. I don't know. I'll find out. Then a Skangvi. Rurik is Skangvi. 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 I don't know. Anyway, you got one of these. And uh, Amrud. Amrud? Amluk. Amrud is guava. Persimmon. Oh, yeah. Persimmon. Yeah. So the tree that you can see just on the edge over there is an Amluk tree. And that's the yeah, oh, right, red persimmon. So that's a persimmon's tree, P-E-R-S-I-M-O-N. And it comes as yellow and red, this is red. And that's another, black and, huh? black and red. Black and red. No, yellow, we, had, we saw. Now, Purun, she said, Oh, is it, yeah? Black and red, apparently, persimmons. So, Farisa is from India and Bangladesh, and she says that in England and Bangladesh, they call it Musambi. So it's obviously a regional lime. But then subhanAllah, when you go towards Malaysia, Philippines, and then you come across like a hundred fruits that you've never seen or heard of before. So it's, it's, it's crazy. So Alhamdulillah. Okay, so there you go. In Tunisia, they have a naranj as well. Narangi. All right. Rafia, it is definitely not a tangerine. I know that you've done the Google and it's coming up with tangerine. As a person who loves tangerines, this will make you cry your eyes out if you were to bite into this thinking it's a tangerine. It is very bitter, like a, like a, but it's not very bitter like a lemon, a lemon limeish and thingy. Just thank the God, thank Allah, yeah, that Mesa is not awake in Edmonton at this moment in time because she would be going absolutely nuts right now. I'm just explaining to my cousins that you know that Mesa, Mesa is our supervisor. And that she gets yeah, and very upset. And, uh, you know, rightly so, because, you know, she's the chair. She runs the game. Um, and, you know, alhamdulillah. So what I was going to uh, say, what was I going to say? Is that just alhamdulillah. Um, well, I'm very grateful for the lesson. I'm very grateful for uh, a lot of things, actually. I'm very grateful for, to Zong. They've done an unbelievable... <laughs> I want to thank Zong. Big shout out going out to Zong. That in my village in the middle of nowhere have allowed my mobile to have a download speed of 80 megabytes and an upload of 30. Oh my goodness gracious gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh my God. Say mashallah tabarakar rahman. Mashallah tabarakar rahman. Mashallah tabarakar rahman. Not one of you put nazar upon the phone or the dars because that would be a disaster. Okay? So I want to thank Zong. I want to thank the Pakistani government for not taxing my phone. They've got the craziest, most mental law ever. Any person that brings a brand new phone into Pakistan has a short period of time before they block its IMEI number so it cannot function unless you pay a tax, it's a handset tax. And I was told it was gonna last a week and I'm here for, I've been here longer than a week and I thought my, my phone's gonna get blocked, but I got a message that it's 60 days. So thank you for your delay. By the way, 46,000 rupees. That's 200 quid that is. A tax, can you believe that? Imagine your phone, you got an old iPhone, whatever, 200 flipping quid. Anyway, thank you for delaying that. Thank you to my cousins for helping me out set, set this, uh, uh, this set up, very nice. Thank you to all the people that make this lesson happen. That's Shazad, of course, who's super stressed out. 
super stressed out. He's in the middle of his surgery and he was able to do all the, the setup behind. I want to thank all the folks in Karachi that set up such a nice uh, program over there. Um, oh, and then I want to thank all, obviously, the, the team that have been busy whilst I've been waffling on and, you know, enjoying the on-site live audience kind of experience. They are not very happy because it means the lessons get much longer and the, uh, uh, the time spent transcribing is longer. So massive shout out to the transcribing team. And I know that I'm going to forget people, but don't be hating on me. We're talking about Maliha, Rafia, uh, Fatima Mubarak, Masriya from Manchester. Shout going out to her, to my two uh, Nigerian queens, Asma'u, Rabia from Manchester. Um, you have Hafsa, you have Alina who's awake amazingly. You have my boy Danish and you have Fatima Khan as well. And we're hopefully going to be having a few other people join them as well. Um, and then the referencing folks as well, Ibrahim, Alan again, the original OG, Aisha, of course, Farial, of course, and uh, Dina, shout out to Jordan representing, and then not, not forgetting uh, uh, Bristol as well, Ghazala. And um, I understand there's a few more folks and anyone else would like to kind of, you know, uh, uh, chip in and help, then that would be great. Um Ibrahim, uh, I think it's on the kind of... Uh, uh, sidelines about to enter into the into the fray Ibrahim Ali as well um, from telegram I want to shout out Sara as well who makes it so entertaining and easy and the rest of the people who join regularly and give us a little bit of ease and kind of bit of fun Zakiri and glad to have him back Hassan and then all the folks who help out in the telegram group massive shout out to uh, Harith Haris okay and Um Ibrahim and a lot of those that are responding to other people uh, all of you so I just want to say that this is obviously a very big team effort. Obviously, Zafar getting the, 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 the lessons ready. Abu Dhar doing all of the finances and making sure everything, you know, uh, matches up. Wasif doing all the uh, back behind the scenes stuff. Shaz and Mason with that, you know, I don't need to mention anything about those guys. So Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed reward them all. Um, it produces like unique moments like this. This is a beautiful moment that we won't forget. Zafar mentioned something very nice the other day. He said that, listen, make something special of it. None of us forgets the, the Canadian lesson. It's just known literally as the Canadian train lesson, right? Um, it was just so, so, so nice, man. Alhamdulillah. Anyway, right, so today's lesson, finally. Yeah? Uh, yeah. That's the, what we're sitting for and we got bored. That's what they're saying. Is sujood uh, tilawa All right, who's going who's gonna to put on the text for me? Mariam for her quotes, for those lovely pieces of art. Can someone do me the text um, on the screen? Mariam Khan from the States. Siraj's, uh, Siraj's missus. Wonderful family. Um, and uh, yeah, doing. there's so many people doing so many different things, man. MashaAllah. Who's going to put on the uh, text for me so that I can read without having to uh, uh, think? Everyone can register. Everyone can register, of course, for free. Uh, all good. Absolutely great. Right, here we go. Oh my God, how am I going to read that? No, I can't read that. Sorry, Marzita. Good try, though. I don't know what's going on. I think I can... I can I, I, okay, I mean, it's not, it's not very good. It's not, it's not very big in terms of uh, how much I need to read, actually. The section is, وَالسُّجُودِ tilawa salatun. Yusannu lil qari'i wal mustami'i dun sami'i. 
horrible reading like this. وَإِلَّمْ يَسْجُدِ الْقَارِئُ لَمْ يَسْجُدُ وَهُوَ أَرْبَعَ عَشَرَةَ سَجْدَةً فِي الْحَجِّ مِنْهَا إِثْنَتَانِ All this time, no one could put on for me any something on the screen. May Allah forgive you all. This is how useless all you, all you are in Sarah, and may Sarah not unseen. وَيُكَبِّرُ إِذَا سَجَدْ وَإِذَا رَفَعْ وَيَجْلِسُ وَيُسَلِّمُ وَلَا يَتَشَهَّدُ وَيُكْرَهُ لِلْإِمَامِ كِرَاءَةُ سَجْدَةٍ فِي صَلَاةِ سِرٍ وَسُجُودُهُ فِيهَا وَيَلْزَمُ الْمَأْمُومَ مُتَابَعَتُهُ فِي غَيْرِهَا All right. I don't know where everybody's gone on the portal. They've all disappeared. I don't know what's going on. But, hello. Uh, so the sujood tilawa is a prayer. And I'm going to have to do all this again, yeah? It is a sunnah for the reciter and the one who is intentionally listening intensely, okay? But not the one who hears it. And if the reciter doesn't prostrate, then nobody else prostrates. There are 14 prostrations in the Quran in brackets, two of them in Surah Al-Hajj. You make the takbir when you prostrate and when you rise up and you sit for it and you give salam from it but you don't do a tashahud. And it's dislike for the Imam to recite a verse of sajda in the silent prayers and then to do sajdas in the silent prayers. Um, and it's absolutely necessary for the follower to follow the Imam in other than that. In other than that. Now folks, I just want to say that people are definitely not live. There's a massive lag. See, someone put manazar on it. Someone did not say mashaAllah. And now we are absolutely miles out. So I've been asking for this text for the last maybe three minutes. And for some reason, everybody's absolutely out. Okay. Khalida, you know the game. I speak from the heart. You know people, they say, man, you get so angry. I say, I do. I do get angry. But I get angry quick and I get happy quick. And I get happy quick and then I'm back to normal quick. Are we out of the lag, guys? Because I think there's a lag. We need to do, right? Everybody, uh, 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 it's okay. No, no, everybody else shouldn't be doing it. There's only be one or two people that should be doing it. They know who they are. Anyway, it's all right. Um, but there's something definitely uh, out. First of all, don't put Nazar upon the thing. Secondly, everybody just look on your YouTube and make sure that the red dot is saying live. If it's not, you need to click on it. All right, everybody. I want you to say the number on my hand. All right, there is an, there is an eight second delay if you're live, okay? There is an eight second delay if you're live. That means that Aisha, Abu Zakaria, Roshan, Amina um, uh, and everyone after Amina is not live at all. Okay, I just want you to know that. All right, folks. So 
Medina Husseini's Miles of Life. Now let's do the, 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 so the section that we're reading today, the prostration for recitation is an actual prayer and is sunnah for the reciter and the one actively listening, but not for the one who merely hears it. If the reciter doesn't prostrate, neither does the listener. There are 14 prostrations, two within Surah Al-Hajj. One makes a takbir when prostrating and rising back up, then sits and offers a taslim, but doesn't do the tashahud. It is disliked for the imam to recite a verse of prostration in a silent prayer and to prostrate therein. Those praying behind the imam must follow him in all other prayers. It is recommended to offer the prostration of thankfulness, which we're not going to cover today, so I'm not going to bother with that. All right, folks, that's it now. All right, just so that everybody knows, Dina Husseini Zahida, Amina, definitely not live. Make sure you click the button on the uh, YouTube button. Right, so we're at the bottom of page 88. Sujood, okay, the sujood of Tilawa um, is a salah. It is a prayer, okay? That's what the Hanbali position is, right? Um, and obviously this, this title, this, the, the sujood of Tilawa, is not an accurate kind of title because that would translate as the prostration for recitation, right? That's not correct, right? The prostration for, for recitation. Um, pr recitation itself is not a reason to get, make sajda. But um, a sabab, the reason is the recitation of a, of a verse of prostration. Not the recitation, but the prostration is for the recitation of a verse of prostration. So I want you to understand that when you say sujood tilawa, then there's a brackets basically. It's sujood tilawa, it's sujood, sujood tilawa ayatul ayatul sajda. So in brackets, it's like the, the prostration for the reciting of a verse of prostration. Okay? Um, now, when, the, when anybody starts to say that this is a prayer, then what does it mean? It basically means that they're stating that this is an action of an act of worship which has specific statements that this is an act of worship, very specific one, very defined one, that has specific actions and statements that opens with the takbir and it closes with the taslim. Okay, with, with assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. That's the definition of prayer. That's what a prayer is. And so that's what they are saying, the Hanbalis, when they say, by definition, when they say it is a prayer, well, then we've got to say, well, hold on, that means this is what you're saying. Now, that's obviously a problem because, you know, you know, does it really need to finish with the prayer? Does it need to, does it start with takbir and does it end with taslim? That's what we're going to cover in today's class. Okay? Um, and this is a prayer which is considered to be a recommended prayer, a nafal prayer, so not, not obligatory. And this is basically what is being assumed when we take the, the statement of the Imam for, uh, on his own merits. have got to be obviously avoided. So he goes that therefore what the author is saying by definition, okay, by definition, is that a person has to have wudu, must not have uh, ritual impurity. This is the Hanbalis because they have said they have called it a prayer. If it's a prayer, then what else is it? Then what else is a prayer? So that means they have to have wudu. 
that means that they cannot yani, have najasa on either the body or on the clothes. So neither on the skin, neither on the clothes, neither in the area that you're praying. You've got to face the Qibla and you have to cover your aura and all of the normal conditions for a normal prayer, like a nafila prayer. Sheikh Uthameen says, well, But some of the scholars said, no, it's not a prayer. Because the definition of salah doesn't apply to it. When you try to uh, you know, apply the, the definition of prayer to it, it falls up short. And because it falls up short, and that's why you always have a technical definition. The reason that we make these technical definitions is to make, make that decision that, well, if you make the definition, then afterwards, when something new comes along, we apply it onto the template. If it doesn't fit, sorry, you're not a prayer. So they said, um, this, is how, this is how they started. They said, well, for, for, for starters, there is no evidence for uh, in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that you need to make takbir, okay? There's no evidence that you got to make taslim, okay? There's also... Uh, and all of the ahadith al-waridah that are narrated on the issue of sujood al-tilawah لَيْسَ فِيهَا إِلَّا مُجَرْدَ السُّجُودِ إِلَّا That all of the, uh, the, uh, the hadith that have been narrated on the subject just mention the sajda in general. They don't talk about details or they don't mention, they don't mention takbir or taslim. In actual fact, some of the wording he said, yes, judu wa nas judu ma, that he would prostrate and we would prostrate with him. He would prostrate, we would prostrate with him. Not, he made the takbir and then fell into prostration, then sat back up and then gave salam. No, he would prostrate and we would prostrate with him. And making a statement like that and narrating a hadith like that and leaving it like that would indicate that that's literally just what happened. Otherwise, it would be obligatory upon the companions to clarify, and what does it mean? I mean, exactly what happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is the point that Sheikh Uthameen is uh, saying. There is, however, a hadith which is narrated by Imam Abu Dawood, but its chain has yani, something that we need to consider. Yani, there's, there's some questions. It's, qu it's of questionable authenticity. It's chain of narrators, yani, not very authentic. And that's probably the correct position as well. What does this hadith uh, indicate? That when he made the sajda, he would make takbir okay but even in this hadith it doesn't mention taslim walakin laysa fihi taslim falam yarid fi hadith da'if wala sahih annahu sallam min sajjati tilawa so this is very interesting Sheikh Sheikh Uthameen says that if we were to focus on takbir only yes takbir has been narrated in the hadith of Abu Dawood and it's not very authentic but okay as for as for as for taslim to say assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah then that's not been narrated at all Neither in this hadith, neither in an authentic hadith, neither in any other weak hadith. That's very important. That's very important because we might start to get sympathetic towards the hadith of Abu Dawood, right? And say, no, it's, it's authentic enough. It's good enough. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah nurina. I just want to give you a message from Hiba. She was so, so happy with her uh, gift. I needed to say that to you, as to you because I was always hoping that I uh, catch you somewhere. And she wanted to record you a video and then I had to leave, so I didn't. So I'm passing on the message. Um, not narrated in Daif, not narrated in Sahih, that he did that. And Sheikh Uthameen says, so, you know, we can discuss and argue what we want, but 
if there is not a single hadith, not even weak or authentic, that doesn't mention a taslim, then how can we then call it a salah? Because a salah by definition has to open with takbir and has to end with taslim. And so when that's not happening, then sorry, it can't be a prayer. That was a position of Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah that this sajda tilawa is not to be considered a prayer. Therefore, based upon that, at the top of page 90, Therefore, the prayer, the 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 tahara is not a condition for it. ولا ستر عورة ولا استقبال قبلة فيجوز أن يسجد ولو كان محدثا محدثا حدثا أصغر بل ولو كان محدثا حدثا أكبر إن كل بجواز القراءة للجنوب وصحيح أنه لا يجوز للجنوب قراءة القرآن. So Sheikh Sheikh Uthamin is quoting Ibn Taymiyyah and he says. That therefore, according to Ibn Taymiyyah, there doesn't need to be any um, wudu, any state of tahara, any facing the qibla. Don't have to cover yourself in terms of covering the aura. Um, and you can actually, therefore, you can prostrate whilst you are in a minor state of ritual impurity. And Sheikh says, and even by the way, you could theoretically even as prostrate in a major state of ritual purity according to that tiny minority of scholars that allow the recitation of Quran when you are ritually impure meaning after relations or menstruation or something like that of course the dominant position and the class position is that um, it is uh, uh, that there is no recitation allowed for the one who is in a state of sexual impurity one must not recite and that's the position of the vast majority um, Sheikh Uthameen says, if you really study what, Sheikh, uh, what Ibn Taymiyyah said and studied what, what, what he put forward as research on this issue, you'll realize that, um, that, that the correct position really does seem to be that uh, the Sajjad the, Tilawa the, the is uh, not a uh, prayer. You do actually kind of, uh, kind of come to that conclusion. It isn't. A, a prayer and that is my, my personal position it always has been and it is the class position as well it is the position of Sheikh Al-Uthameen alayhi rahmatullah as well and therefore he goes therefore the conditions for the sajjad tilawa is not the same as the conditions for prayer so if you were for example just reciting the Quran yani just doing muraja'ah and you did not have a wudu and you come across an ayah of sajda then uh, then according to this position, you would make the sajda and it's no problem. And Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, uh, yani despite how uh, strict he was and how uh, cautious he was, meaning that you know his, his basic methodology was one of you know being on the safe side. He was an over, he was a safe side kind of guy. He's like kind of like a social conservative, and he's also conservative in his narrations and his positions as well. And he said. Uh, so and he would okay he would actually do the sajda for tilawa when he would recite it or hear it hear it actively when he was listening i should say rather he would actually make sajda and he didn't have wudu and that's the position of a number of the sahaba and the position of ibn taymiyyah and this class position however sheikh Uthameen closes this particular section by saying however there's no doubt that the safer position is to make sajda when you are in wudu it's best that you stick to doing it in wudu and because it's not something that doesn't need to be done immediately then we can keep to that particular 
uh, kind of position out of safety. However, technically speaking, we hold the position that you do not need to have wudu or any of the other conditions of the prayer. All right. The next point is, yusannu uh, Okay, it is a sunnah for the qari'ah, the reciter, to, to recite. Okay. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen says the first benefit that we learn immediately from our author's statement in the humbly position is that the sajda tilawa, the sajda for the recitation of a ayah of prostration, is, it, is itself not obligatory because the Sheikh has said that it's a sunnah for the reciter to, to, uh, to, to prostrate, not obligatory, which is useful and interesting. Um, and this is an area of difference of opinion amongst the scholars. The scholars differed over this. So the first position on this issue is that no, this is wajib. To do the sujood tilawa is wajib, which is a very common sense, logical and kind of, you know, what's the word I want to say? I want to say it's a natural position to hold. I don't know about you guys. Um, and I feel that, um, I do feel that Hmm. So I'm just going to say that I might lose my, um, I'm not sure how much you guys are out of sync, but you definitely are. Um, you are out of sync. Kalandar Khana? Yeah, for some really super irritating reason. Yeah my um but you guys are definitely out of sync you like so out of sync i'm absolutely positive you are out of sync but or maybe you are but you're so quiet it's crazy that you are so quiet anyway <laughs> lutz you never felt to disappoint you never Guy's got just serious game she has, you know that. She's actually genuinely funny. Um, here's the thing, right? For some reason, I can't get my uh, laptop connected to my uh, thing and my cousin has just uh, popped out. So I'm just going to uh, say that my laptop is going to die, the battery. And therefore, I'm not going to be able to see your comments until I get my wife my thingy connected so it might be a while the, the dust is gonna carry on and i'm gonna carry on but um just want to let you know like hamza now they'll pop in soon anyway i'm gonna carry on you guys are not asking much questions now anyway so that's kind of helpful so until then i think uh uh, 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 we'll carry on with the uh, uh, thingy. I'm not on YouTube. Um, you see, I'm not on YouTube. It's kind of complicated the way that this works. Uh, anyway, the point is I won't be able to see anything because, I mean, I've got a full battery. I charged up my thingy, but I completely forgot to charge my laptop. So I've got everything working on my iPad, but my iPad is not connecting to that stupid thing there, which is incredibly irritating. I don't know why. This is so, so irritating. Such a load of rubbish. 
this iPad, honestly, it wants a smack in her. That's the only answer for it. It's given me a lot of grief recently. Anyway, um, I'm going to carry on, and then I'll get connect. I'll get my iPad connected. Um, and if you, if I don't respond to your comments, basically know that towards the end of the class, in about forty minutes or something like that, I will, um, I will, uh, 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 I'll, I'll I'll be back with the with the with the with the with your comments. All right. Uh, where are we now? Yeah. So the. Sajid uh, Tilawa is a sunnah for the reciter. We now know it's not obligatory. However, the scholars differ on it. The first position is that it is obligatory. What I want to say is that I don't know if, it's, I don't know if you agree, but the Sajid Tilawa, whenever I recite it, is a scary kind of thing, right? Just a, I don't think you even need to be a scholar or know Arabic or anything. You could read the English translation when you're reading it, and it kind of stresses you out that you're not going to make a sajda. I don't know if that's just me or whether you agree with that, but either way, um, uh, you know. However, let's go with the first position. The first position is that it is wajib. The reason for that is because Allah commanded it, and Allah blamed the one who didn't do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunu rka'u wasjudu wa'abudu rabbakum wafa'lul khair. Yeah, Surah Al-Hajj, verse 77. So here, Allah commands that you make sajda. He said, wasjudu, which is a fi'l amr. It's a command. Okay? That's the first thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Inshiqaq, وَإِذَا قُرِعَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقُرْآنُ لَا يَسْجُدُونَ And that when the Qur'an is recited upon them, they do not uh, 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 prostrate. So when the Qur'an is recited upon them, they do not prostrate. Meaning that there's a criticism of those that are not making sajda. So the first one was a command. Second one was a straight out criticism because they didn't make the uh, uh, sajda yeah and 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 then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also praised as sajideen innalladheena inda rabbika la yastakbiruna an ibadatihi wa yusabbihunahu wa lahu yasjudun in surah al-a'raf verse 206 that in those uh, who are not arrogant in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not arrogant from worshiping him uh, and they make tasbih of him and they prostrate. So therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, pr is, is, is proud of them, praising them, describing them, in, uh, describing them in the best terms. So all of this indicates that the prostration for forgetfulness is obligatory because the one who does it is praised, the one who leaves it is cussed and cursed and blamed and it has been commanded. The other scholars said on top of page 91, no, this is a sunnah. It's not wajib. And Sheikh Uthameen says this is the correct position. This is the stronger position. What's their evidence? They have a number of evidences. And this is the class position as well. The first is that Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu ta'ala anhu recited upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Surah Al-Najm. And Surah Al-Najm has an ayah of sajda. And he did not do a sajda. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa did not prostrate. This hadith is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari in his Sahih. Hadith 1073 and in Sahih Muslim 577. Okay. Um, Sheikh Uthameen says that if the sajda was obligatory, then he would have, uh, he would have, uh, uh, so sorry, uh, Zayd did not make the sajda, 
and 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 uh, Sheikh Uthameen says is that if this sajda was obligatory, the Prophet ﷺ would not have let him get away with it. The, meaning, he would have insisted that by telling him that, listen, make sure you do the sajda afterwards or do the sajda now. That's the key thing, right? Because the person might say, ah, oh, well, he did it afterwards or not. Well, in front of the Prophet ﷺ, it doesn't work like that. You've either got to do it straight away or you've got to tell him to do it straight away or do it later. Neither was said. And so therefore, it is an evidence for it to not be uh, uh, obligatory. Sheikh Uthameen playing advocate, he goes, what if someone was to say, well, you know, it's possible that Zayd didn't have wudu, that he didn't have wudu. So Sheikh Uthameen says, well, yeah, that's possible. And ihtimal. But it's not something which we can yani, use in a specific sense as an argument. Okay? And what seems uh, obvious is that he was in wudu. We would assume that he was. The basic assumption or status quo of people is that they're in wudu, yani when they are reciting and when they're companions and when they're in acts of ibadah. Um, uh, Sheikh Uthameen says it's, it's difficult to think that they were not, on wudu, were not in wudu and reciting, especially reciting to the Prophet Sallallahu the extra level of kind of, you know, that awe and uh, uh, whatever. By the way, I think you need to know, oh, that's why they're not, they've gone out on the bike, they had to go and do errands. And this is a new piece, by the way, okay? I had it made today by my hat maker. You know, when you say the word hat maker, I do, I'm not going to lie, I do feel a little bit like James Bond. And in some ways, you know, I've got to say, I, I am a bit of a James Bond. Okay, I know Mason's having a heart attack. All right. I just did that on purpose just to freak Mason out. Not going to lie, okay? You know, sometimes you get a shirarati feeling. Um, say, mashallah. Right. Also, Sheikh Athameen says, Lokana sujood wajiban, if the sajda was something which was obligatory, then um, the, 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 if it was something which is obligatory, the Prophet ﷺ would have made a point of it. And from the basic points would be about whether you need wudu or not. He would say, right, this is something you need wudu or don't need wudu. Like for salah, like for other things, right? He goes into that detail. The Prophet ﷺ did not go into any tafsil in any single hadith about the need for wudu, which doesn't fit with an act that needs wudu. And Sheikh Uthameen gives the example about a man who entered the masjid. The Prophet ﷺ was making, was doing the khutbah. It was the day of Jumu'ah. The man sat down. The Prophet ﷺ said, As-salayt. As-salayt, yani, have you prayed? Man said, no. Qum fasalli rak'atain. Okay. Stand up and pray to rak'ah. What's the point? The point is, is that the Prophet ﷺ, when something's obligatory, he will definitely point it out and he will teach the people in this manner. Okay? And so, um, he didn't. Right? He didn't. This man comes sat down, he made him stand up in front of everybody whilst he's speaking, which is the biggest sign of disrespect completely, and you're giving talk and, and you know, someone else is praying and just chilling. You know, he made him get up and pray because it's obligatory. According to some scholars, some said it's highly emphasized. Others said that it's something to do with this particular companion. We'll come to that in its right time. Okay? And um, the, 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 the main learning point is that the Prophet ﷺ did not hesitate in making a learning point. However, however, the, um, in the issue of such a tilawa, nothing. We have nothing. So no, it doesn't seem that you need wudu. The second evidence for why um, 
it is a sunnah and not obligatory is because Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, it is authentically narrated from him in Sahih al-Bukhari and, and other sources that he recited on the member while he was giving khutbah, Surah Al-Nahl, and as he came to the ayah of Sajda, he descended from the member and he prostrated on the floor and everybody prostrated with him. Then in the next week, he did Jumu'ah again, gave the khutbah, and he recited it again, but he did not prostrate. Okay? And he then said, to make sure that there was no doubts about it, Allah has not obligated upon us the sajda unless it's something that we want to do. Okay? And that's narrated by Imam al-Bukhari in the book of the prostrations for the Quran and in the chapter those who consider that Allah did not obligate the sujood, hadith number 1077. Very interesting title for the chapter. So this is the position of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Okay, and he is someone that obviously should be considered very carefully when he holds a position in fiqh, in legal positions. You know when, he's, when he openly expresses an opinion, openly leads on a position, we take it very seriously because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said about him, إِنْ يَكُنْ فِيكُمْ مُحَدَّثُونَ فَعُمَرَ If there was someone that's receiving basically inspiration, uh, almost يعني, in, in, someone who's receiving divine kind of knowledge, not inspiration, wahi, not that kind of wahi, but we're talking about some kind of form of ilham, intuition. If there's anyone from you that was receiving divine information, يعني, the one who gets it right, the Prophet is highly, highly praising Umar here. Then he said that that person would be Umar. This hadith is narrated by uh, Imam al-Bukhari again in the chapter of the, um, the fadail, the virtues of the companions of the Prophet the specific chapter of Umar bin Khattab. Hadith number 3689. All right. Muhaddathun, uh, Sheikh Uthameen says, They are... They're given an intuition to the truth. They're given like a sixth sense or whatever instinct that leads them to the correct position. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen says that this is what Omar did, prostrating and not prostrating in front of a huge number of companions. Not one single one disagreed with him criticized him, differed with him. This is a very clear evidence that this is not obligatory. What if a person says, Sorry. I'm reading something completely different. What do we say then to those scholars that said, look at these ayat which make it so clear that they command the sajda, they cuss the one who doesn't do it, and they praise the one who is, you know, quick to do it. Sheikh Uthameen says, alright, As for the statement in Surah Hajj verse 77, where Allah says, Oh, you who believe, uh, bow and prostrate. Uh, 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 Sheikh Uthameen says, well, okay then, let's go with that. But then at least tell us to make ruku'ah as well then. Because if you're using this ayah to obligate the sajda, okay, then 
you should obligate the ruku as well because that's what it says. It says, وَرْكَعُوا وَسْجُدُوا Alright? So, you're saying, well, it's not obligatory to do the ruku, only the sujood. There's no consistency. So, sorry. Okay? This is a contradiction. Uh, and, therefore, we understand actually that this ayah, يَا أَيُّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رُكَعُوا وَسْجُدُوا is a, is nothing to do with sajjad tilawa. It's an actual uh, ayah which is commanding the prayer. The prayer in its general sense. Commanding the prayer with its ruku' and with its sajda, etc. Okay? Um, as for the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِذَا قُرِئَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقُرْآنُ لَا يَسْجُدُونَ Surah Al-Inshiqaq And when the Qur'an is recited upon them, they do not recite. So in this we say, I don't think that you guys believe in this ayah either. Sayyidina Shaykh Uthameen having this conversation with those that are saying it's obligatory. He goes, I don't think that, I don't know why you're using this ayah because you don't even believe in this ayah. Because the ayah says, and when the Qur'an is recited, they don't prostrate. But the Qur'an is being recited day and night and you're not prostrating. So not even you agree with this. You're only applying this to ayat of sajda, whereas the ayah is talking about the Qur'an as a whole. Which I think is a great statement, to be honest. Okay? It's absolutely great. Right? So, uh, so Sheikh Uthameen says, uh, uh, clearly the ayah is talking about the Qur'an in general, not about ayat of sajda. And here, the sajda here, is not referring to the actual sajda, la yasjudun, but more of humbling oneself, at-tadallul, meaning showing humility, prostration in terms of one's desires and aql and ideas and ideology, let you just submit. That's what's basically be, that's what's basically intended. It's not, it's not the actual prostration, the physical one. So, yani what this basically, what the ayah is basically saying is that and when the Quran is recited, they don't, Submit to it, okay. Um, so this is for the whole Quran, not just for the. Uh, uh, this is, and, and of course, if that's the meaning, then that's not the meaning just for the. Um, that's not the meaning just for ayat of prostration. That's the meaning for the whole of the Quran, of course. Okay, um, and as for those that are being praised, right? Who is being uh, 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 praised? Those who are with their Lord, who are not yani, proud, who are not arrogant with their worship, and they are pr uh, they're making tasbih of Him all the time, and they're prostrating to Him. This is in a reference to the Malaika. This is in reference to the angels who are with Him, Subhanahu wa Taala, and that's all they do. They are always praying, always making tasbih, always making sajda to Allah Subhanahu. This is a prayer that's being referred to. And as the Prophet وسلم, uh, said that there's not even the space of four fingers in heaven except you will find an angel that is uh, either standing or in prostrating or uh, bowing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's, I think, a pretty good kind of deconstruction of the evidences. Sheikh says, Yusannu lil qari'. The the, 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 the the position of the Imam that um, the position of the Imam Imam Al Hajjawi in the Hanbali school that is only a Sunnah for the reciter um, is an evidence that the Prophet used to make sajda when he would pass by an ayah of sajda. And the action of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, 
when it is done for the purposes of worship, then it indicates that a person should follow it. And this is what leads to, and this is what then leads to a principle in Usul al-Fiqh. Mm, interesting. I've also noticed that it stopped and paused. Yalaka Hamza, Ya Zainaba. I think I'm back now, though. One second, guys, as I try to work out what on earth is going on here. There we go. Log in. That's me. Are we all good, guys? Are we all smooth? Is it all working absolutely fine? Just confirm that everyone, because I know that it just went a bit dulali. We'll put Nazar upon Zong and uh, everything. Are we? Yeah, okay, good. All right, now the great thing is, is that I won't be, I won't have a problem with the, with the uh, questions. All right, so when that uh, runs out, then I'll be there. Right, okay. By the way, make dua, man, that my, I get a negative test. Honestly, if I get a positive test, it's game over. Okay, because I've got to teach this weekend. Oh my God, I went today, before I went to the hat maker, James Bond. And, um, thank you. By the way, Soraya, I have to say, I love the way that you type in capitals. But you're screaming at me there, you're screaming at me here, you're screaming at me in Pakistan, you're screaming at me in England, you're screaming at me in Medina, you're screaming at me on the bus. Can we just be quiet a little bit, a little bit, just tiny bit? Screaming, massive capital scream. Soraya Baji. Right. So. Right. So, um, so yeah, and, and, and an action of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he does, an action that he does. That's the whole point, not a statement. An action that the Prophet ﷺ, that he does, in principle indicates recommendation, not obligation. 
in principle, as a base. And then you're waiting for more information. This is the point I want to make. You're basically waiting for more information to see then what happens in case, um, you know, it's meant to be a, a further kind of, uh, what can I say, uh, a higher level ruling, then he'll say something or he will indicate by his action that it is to be considered obligatory. I hope that that makes basically uh, sense. There will be, they'll need some kind, there'll be, you'll need some kind of additional um, uh, evidences. All right. Um, my cousin is a, mashallah, a student of knowledge. Narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqra'u alayna surah fiha as-sajda that Ibn Umar said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to recite upon us a surah that used to have a sajda in it فَيَسْجُدُ وَنَسْجُدُ مَعَ That's very normal by the way that's someone just letting a few shots off probably shooting someone because they pass wind okay that's just the normal look up um, this is this is this is the the score of 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 living in the village. By the way, you know what? What we got? Look at you. The way you can. The Sahar Kitchen Show. So let me tell you what happened this morning. This morning, because we are. You see, Widad basically controls the world. You've got to understand. What Widad wants, Widad normally gets. You've got to understand that. So Widad made us all feel so bad yesterday, and so we were considering uh, giving her what she wants, which is that she wanted the mountain backdrop. So we said, all right. And so we went up this morning after Fajr to purvey and to see whether we could fulfill Widad's wish and give her the mountain backdrop. And so we did some recording and we did some, you know, um, you know, checking it out, me and my cousin. Jodri, <laughs> Ilford's a lot better than that. Come on, man. Anyway, so we were doing it from right at the top. Then we started coming down, and we're coming down. There's an old man I'm talking, must be 70, 75. I'd put him as 75 personally. Short, walking to us briskly upwards while we're going down. And he shouts from far off, Who are you used to? Name your dad. Your mom? Where are you from? Name your mom, name your dad. And then he did the old, uh, you know, the, 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 the thingy look, that one. It's got a full AK-47 in there. Can you see it? It was a pistol. Okay, I just saw the butt. Anyway, he had a pistol. And my cousin goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, Baba, what's happening? <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 you tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. Super stressed out, super, you know, and he's an old man, so I felt kind of bad. And, you know, I was looking at myself, I was thinking to myself, Miskeen, by the time that, if he's really, you know, upset, by the time that he gets to his gun and pulls it out and works which way, which way around it goes, whatever, whatnot, we'd have flattened the guy, Miskeen. But obviously, you know, we knew that he was, guy was stressed. And I had a feeling what he was going to say. And he goes, I want to know what you were filming up there. 
And that just goes, man, the difference in culture, you know? Because when you're up there in the mountains, the houses, even though they're like about a mile away-ish, but there's still a huge amount of ghira, this sense of kind of protection, this protective jealousy that they have for their homes and for, um, for their homes and for their, uh, what's it called? Kind of, you know, the women of the house, etc., etc. He goes that my wife told me that I can see men all the way at the top and they they looks like they're using a telescope or something or a phone or recording or whatever. So, man, why are you, why are you getting so upset, man? Come on. And and I said to, I said to him, now 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 we're this close, yeah. And I was calm because, like, to be honest, I was super impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I said, Lala, come on. I go, do we look like any people comes to you? He goes, you don't. But I needed to know. Are you are you are you from here? And then my cousin goes, you know, my name is Kalander Khan, the son of Nader Khan. He goes, oh really? And now he goes, this is the son of Shrafatullah Khan, Ben Nasser Khil. The guy was like really apologetic, this, that, whatever. I said, listen, don't you dare apologize. I go, this is beautiful. I go every day and night. I sit and live and eat and drink with the most bagheret people. Bagheret people. People who don't have any ghira. People have no ghira. I haven't seen this level of ghira for years. This level of protectiveness yeah, of one's home. And, and it is open. They are open. You've got to understand that if I was, my phone was powerful and it was telescopic, whatever, whatnot, you could kind of, you know, zoom into the house and, and whatever. This guy genuinely was ready to absolutely kick off big time. With the gun, he comes straight out. And, um, and uh, subhanAllah, I loved every second of it, man. He was my, honestly, my hero of the day. Hero of the day, I'm so impressed. And uh, he just was so apologetic afterwards when he realized that obviously it was completely innocent. I said, I said, by the way, let me show you some of the footage that I took. And he liked it, and we were doing some reciting up there because my cousin, is half it, and we were just practicing up doing some muraja on the uh, mountain, and he liked that so much. And he invited us for breakfast, and we had to make our excuses. Just a normal morning in the pain, man. All right, this is um, today. All right, anyway. Um, so, as Sheikh Uthameen, he says, فَيَسْجُدُ وَنَسْجُدُ مَعَا حَتَّى مَا يَجِدُ أَحَدُنَا مَوْضِعًا لِجُبْحَتِهِ He would prostrate, we would prostrate with him, to the, to the extent that we couldn't even find the space or couldn't find enough space for us to put our foreheads. Which, by the way, is very... Um, I, I mean, I don't know what the sisters have experienced this, but certainly the brothers, and certainly when we used to be students of knowledge in big circles, that's exactly what happens. If you're in a circle, the Sheikh Yani uh, recites, you just look for him to prostrate. If he doesn't prostrate, we carry on. If we prostrate, we're all sitting in a big group, aren't we? And then it's all like, you know... Oh, you know, trying to find a space and everybody's like, you know, everybody's making sajda like this. SubhanAllah, when you read this hadith, this is exactly what it's like when you're in a circle of uh, knowledge. So they made prostration um, and they were so close to the Prophet and they were crowded. Um, and, uh, you know, and Sheikh says, Because when you prostrate, you end up taking up more space than a person who's just seated normally. Um, and this obviously indicates how keen they were to prostrate, which indicates just how I recommended the act is. Uh, uh, and then also obviously, 
you know, this is and, and we look at the the, the riwayah of Umar radiallahu an about prostrating and then not prostrating, and that also indicates it's uh, Sunni, it's istihbab. Adina asks, what does it mean, al-asabila ta'abud? Meaning that the, uh, the action of the Prophet sallallahu that he does intending thereby worship. So for example, if the Prophet sallallahu says, can I have some uh, something sweet? And they say, Ya Rasulullah, we've got, you know, dates and we've got sugar mixed with yogurt, for example. And he goes, I'll have the sugar with yogurt, right? And he eats it. This is not ala sabila ta'abud. This is not him eating this out of worship. He's eating this. Um, he's eating this. All right. He's, uh, he's eating this um, because he likes it. That's what it means. So that's ala sabila ala sabila al-shakhsi wa ala sabila shahawatihi or ta'am but that's what we call aadatihi ala sabila aadatihi or aadat or taqalid whereas this is ala sabila ta'abud meaning an action that he does thereby wanting it to be an act of worship okay so laka sumrinda patri ma hamda Okay, we've got about 15 20 minutes left for Salatul Maghrib. Um, but I think that, uh, uh, by the way, where's Umar Ibrahim these days, man? Our one hour counter, you know, the one who counts our hours for us. Although we did do a lot of chatting today, so maybe, maybe she's kind of you know thinking that, uh, you know, we haven't done thingy. It's very, very nice. Here. I just want to say big shout out to all the people that have made, that make this happen. The class, you know, I sit here and I think I'm so subhanAllah, so fortunate, so fortunate. Alhamdulillah. Right, so it's a sunnah for the reciter. What about the one who hears it? Well, we now learn that there are two types of people, the mustami' and the sami'. You've heard this before, the hearer and the listener, or the one who hears and the one who listens. Listen is someone who's listening actively. Hearing is the one, you know, they hear it in the background and it kind of you know, just goes off and on and whatever. Um, it's not something which is, uh, how can I say, uh, uh, you know, you didn't want to... Umruqayya, sorry Alina, thank you. Umruqayya. Um, so this is the person who, um, it's like when a music is playing in a shop and you walk in and you're hearing it. You're, you're hearing it, you're not listening to it. You can pray while you're in a changing room and you can hear the kind of the music in the shop. You are hearing it, not listening to it. It doesn't really affect the ruling. You are in the masjid sitting there and you hear someone and you and you hear like when you hear a radio when you hear something on the radio and you realize that oh yeah i know that song from you know back in the day or whatever but you're not listening to it actively until you then turn your attention to it and then you start singing the next line and you're thinking about it and enjoying it and all the rest of it that's when you're listening to the music that's the mustamir so the one who is for example minding his own business and not sitting before with the imam or the reciter then this person he does, and he hears the ayah of sajda, he is not required to prostrate. Whereas, you know, a person might be reciting for a group and we're saying, please recite for us. And we're listening, sitting there with him and he recites. It is a sunnah for us all now to uh, prostrate. Okay? And the evidence for this is what we just mentioned now that the Prophet ﷺ recited and we were sitting there with him. He was reciting upon us. Can Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he was reciting the surah upon us sajda. He, he said, made sajda, made the sajda. As for the sami', the one who just hears it, he doesn't. 
It's not sunnah for him to do that. Sheikh Uthameen, using his definition, he goes, the mustami' is the one who listens intently to the reciter and following him. And the sami' is the one who hears something without listening intently. Um, and so on, so on. Uh, 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 okay. He goes, an example of a, a, a hearer is a person who goes past the market and he hears music and that's it. Whereas a mustami' is the one who goes past the market, hears the music and he sits down and starts listening to it. The, this second one is a person of sin. The first one is not a sinner at all. I just want to say, by the way, 20 degrees in the daytime, it drops to about 10 now. And in the nighttime, it gets about 5, five degrees, 11. And in the shade now, that now uh, that the sun is now gone all the way to the west. The sun, yeah, it's pretty much getting very close. It is now absolutely freezing. Absolutely freezing. Leka, do you say that Karaloka can't handle it? Does it matter if I get caught? Can I forget my phone? Yeah. Sorry. No. Can I pick up? Can I pick up? Ah. Okay. Can't stop it. So, um. And Sheikh says, and likewise, the Samir with respect to the recitation of the Quran. Really? So it's actually 16 degrees, but because it's shade, it is so cold. It's just become so cold. Alhamdulillah, I came here with some good clothes, so it was all right. I brought my jacket as well, so my cousin just bringing that. So the one who is hearing the Quran is not the same as listening to the Quran as well, Sheikh Uthameen says. So, he goes past the reciter who's reciting and he knows that it's an ayah of sajda but he's not listening to it he's going by he's doing his own business he's doing his own thing and so he's you know so you know it's not a it's not a thingy okay and uh-huh huh oh. yeah My cousin's asking, so you're saying that if a person is not considered sinful, if he goes past and hears music, then, then what happens when he's reciting? I said the same thing. So just like, Both of them like, are not involved. He's not involved in sin. He's not involved in having to make the sajda. That's the point. Karaskin Asido and he sat down, he goes, recite upon me. Matawaya. And obey away in the Bepa card the chair. Okay. Same as the Ghani Laka he sits down and goes, Laka Dahu. Put that on rewind. Yeah, anyway. Um Sheikh Uthameen says that the evidence for that the Mustamir has the, the the one who listens intently has the same ruling as the Qari, the evidence that they are both the same this is very interesting is because Musa salam, what did he say in the Quran in Surah Yunus Rabbana innaka atayta fir'aun wa mala'ahu zinatan wa amwal fil hayat dunya Rabbana liyudillu an sabilik 
okay? رَبَّنَا اطْمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَاشْدُدْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُ حَتَّى يَرَوُ الْعَذَابِ الْأَلِيمِ What did Allah say? قَالَ قَدْ أُجِيبَتْ دَعْوَتَكُمَا فَاسْتَقِيمَا فهمت يعني مودة الاستدلال؟ يعني شوف Allah سبحانه وتعالى is quoting to us what Musa alayhi salam said to him in the dua. O oh, our Lord, you've given Fir'aun and his gang يعني, the beautification of this world, all of luxury, all the money and this life. And what does he do with it, my Lord? He just, he just takes more people away from your path. Ya Allah, atmis ala amwalihim. Uh, destroy their wealth, making evidence against them, and close their hearts, and let them not even yani, be given an opportunity, not even a chance yani, to believe in you until they face punishment, meaning it's too late. So if that's, the cho if that's the path they've chosen, and they're so ignorant and so arrogant, then you know what, Allah, don't even give them another chance. Yeah, it's a hardcore dua. What did Allah respond in the dua of Musa, alayhi salam? He said, I have guaranteed that I have accepted your dua, your both dua. Alright? Da'watukuma. And, and Harun didn't make any dua. You see what I'm saying? Harun didn't make the dua. Musa made the dua. Allah said, your dua, both of your dua. Allah has responded to it. And that's because the one who is with the other one is given the same ruling as the one who's saying it. They're both together and they're both like Yani, they're treated in the, in the same way. Okay? Um, and some of the scholars of Tafsir said that, uh, that Harun was saying Ameen. When he was saying Rabbana Ameen. Rabbana Ameen. So Harun is saying Ameen. Ameen. So that's why they both get the same ruling. So the one who's listening and saying Ameen gets the same ruling as the one who's actually speaking. What if someone says, how can it be, um, how can, how is it possible that the one who hears, not listens now, and he hears the ayah of sajda and he, uh, and the qari makes sajda and he doesn't. Uh, because, and we, we say, لا يلحق حكم القارئ فليس له الثواب ولا يطالب بما يطالب به القارئ ولهذا قال المؤلف دون السامع because he is not considered to be like the reciter and he is not in his position he doesn't get the reward of the reciter either so he's not treated the same okay we're going to stop there at the bottom of page 94 so that we can start at 95 I don't have a pen so someone remind me that on telegram so I can do that later on I've got this uh... where is this Okay, that's the zone codes. Let's see if there's a question. If the Imam, okay, there was a question earlier on that do you need to uh, 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 and um, and when we go to malls and no, no, I'm still here. Don't kill me off. I'm still here. Um, it is impossible to evade the music. It is I'm here, right? Yeah. Don't give me a heart attack. Right, guys. Any questions? Any outstanding matters? Any closing business?
Tell me what else is happening. During menses, if a person recited an ayah required to do sajda tilawa, does it need to be made up when a person is in a state of purity? No, according to my position, it doesn't. Okay? It doesn't because A, it's not obligatory. B, according to some scholars, this is not a state of janabah, it's a unique state, and therefore you're allowed to make sajda. But I personally, in my opinion, you should hold it back and do it afterwards, and it's okay. If so, would sajda be enough if you recited multiple ayahs of sajda tilawa? That's a different question, nothing to do with the menses. But yes, one sajda is enough for a, uh, not multiple ayahs, for, uh, for each ayah has its own feel, its own context. But one sajda is enough for the multiple recitation of one ayah when you are, um, when you are memorizing uh, or studying. Likewise, by the way, I just want to say to you that those who have been uh, studying this lesson, even though technically this is not the recitation, but it's the study of, then after this lesson, if you are in an, a time of not prohibition, please make a sajda because I will be doing so as well. Okay? I will be doing so as well. Um, so, Safa, that question has been answered. If the Imam doesn't prostrate, and then even if we are listening intent, intently, we wouldn't prostrate. Correct. You don't have to prostrate. Salatul Ishraq. Okay? Uh, we're going to cover that next week anyway. Um, Women don't get the reward of Hajj and Umrah. Is there another hadith to encourage staying after until after and doing it? Well, Dina, to be honest, I think the majority of scholars nowadays do actually kind of say that we believe that if a woman is leaving the Jum'ah, like I covered last week, I said that if a woman is leaving this at home, staying at home to look after kids or because the husband doesn't like it, meaning she's doing it for a good reason, dutiful reason, honorable reason, then she gets the reward. But if a woman is like got no reason, her husband wants her to go to the masjid and you know she's got no kids and everything and she doesn't go to the masjid, then I don't think she gets the reward. Allah knows best. Okay? How is it that there's more emphasis laid on tilawa in salah, even when it disrupts the order of salah, but less outside salah? Why is there a bigger emphasis out in salah? Who told you that? Fiza, I don't understand where the emphasis is. I think it's the same. What about if an imam reads an ayah that requires it during jama'ah? Is the sajda done right away if the imam does it only? If the imam doesn't do it, then you don't do it at all, actually. Is there a way to attend your class live when you are in Mecca or maybe join you in Umrah from Jeddah? Rafi'a would welcome you all the time. We are in your debt. MashaAllah, Tabarakah, Rahman, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Um, of course, you can join us for the Umrah. Um, I can tell you when that's going to go ahead. Um, but I just want you to know that it's on a tourist visa. And as you know, the tourist visas, they need to be individually booked. And it's not, and you can't walk around as a group. And I, we don't actually do Umrah in a group. If just to, just to, you know, walking around like, you know, like the Malaysians or, you know, doing or like the Turks, you know, like they do their hands or whatever, whatnot. We're not, we don't, we don't walk around in a group. My whole job is to prep them now and then next week and the week after and then when we get there and whatever and then I, you know, we get into the gate and I say, right guys, you need to go and smash this and I'm always there but I want them to do it. It's like, it's like you know, praying. You don't get anyone else to pray for you. Umrah is a personal, private kind of thing, right? Um, but certainly you can join us uh, 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 while we're in Mecca. It's going to be Tuesday the 28th when we eventually do our Umrah. LP is... At the moment, not clear how that's going to work, right? But the week before, or Telegram certainly, 
Rafia, we will put it down um, how it's going to be, um, uh, how, when we're going to do the LP. You can join uh, uh, the class. We'd be honored to have you. Salma says, if a, woman, if, a woman, if a woman doesn't want to get pregnant and have a child because she's genuinely worried about maintaining her mental and physical well-being, but her husband wants to have children, is the woman sinful? Um, I think that, they, uh, no, I don't think she's sinful if there really is a genuine concern. And that genuine concern would come if there are already children, multiple children. But if there's no children, this is one of the absolute key uh, uh, points behind marriage. So, but this is too, too, too much of a too difficult question. There's far too much nuance. A Qadi would get involved. This is a case-by-case -case basis. There's no general rule of that. Hasiyah, that's not really a question I can answer now. It's too big. If it's not considered like Salah, is hijab required for Sajid Tilawa? No. The answer is no, according to our class position. Aisha says, one clarification, Bilal. can we basically pray two rak'ah of Sunnah after doing ablution and no, inten no intention except because you just performed ablution? Exactly that, Aisha. Exactly that. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said, Salma, this is a case-by-case -case basis, okay? And uh, it's Dhuhr time there, guys. Um, and Dina, we're looking forward to having you back. All right, for the sake of Widad, because she's the queen of the class, never, never forget that. Let's give her. It's not such a great view from here, the, the downstairs part of my house, okay? But it is a lot better from up there, which is, you see that? That's the guest quarters up there. That's the water, that's the water tank. And this whole area there, going across, is the guest quarters. These are like the living quarters, right? So up there, when I'm up there, oh, it's beautiful. But here, because of the whole parda thing, right? Because of the whole parda thing, we have to have quite high walls so that when you're standing up there, you can't see the other kind of houses. But where I'm sitting, all I see is a massive mountain range and a very beautiful one as well. So I'll show you that uh, because the um, uh, thingy, it, it does look very good, mashallah. Uh, a, a map big, it's actually not that big, but we are very grateful. It's a very beautiful home, alhamdulillah. My father worked very hard for it. Um, in Salah, would we say takbir when doing sajda, talawa, and when getting up? You once mentioned you don't do takbir if you are leading Salah. Correct. I don't do sajda, I don't do takbir. Um, that's an area of difference. Again, it will be clarified next week. All right, let's, let's do this. Yalla khair. By the way, I hope that you enjoy my Pakistani style, Pathan style, legit, yani original style. Uh, right, tell me if we're back again. Oh. How do I get up there to give you an idea? Yeah, actually, I know what to do. Are we back? Well, life is I've been busy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post something there. You see that there? By the way, that's my, that's my water tank. Right. So, how do I do this? Do I flip it? How can? Oh, you can flip it. But hold on, if I flip it. Oh, what a mission, man. Just wait, guys. There we go. So this is 
where the sun has actually... And by the way, can you see that thing there? That's the reason why I'm getting... <laughs> That's the reason why my eggs are already ready fried, Yanni, before I can even put them in the frying pan. But also the reason that I get 80 megabytes download and 20 uploads. And we'll say, you know what? What we'll say? We'll say no problem, we'll take it. You know what it is? For 80 megabytes, we don't mind Yanni getting getting a bit yani, of fried eggs and having our, our brains fried in the morning. We drink Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi, man. Can I look at it? Can I look at it? Can I look at it? Okay, then. You see, now you can see houses. You see what I'm saying now, folks? This is why you have a wall. I'll just make sure there's nobody's house so that I can be seen. Because we don't want to get shot, yeah? Are they sushi? Are they sushi, I don't think. I need to look at the... Pakistan's on a whole different level, man. MashaAllah, Tabarak Rahman. It's just such a beautiful place, man. I mean, the busy place. I mean, you know, I'm going to go on to Instagram maybe in the next one, two hours and, and do. I'm going to. I need to practice it. You saw, first of all, it's such hard work. You know, I'm not naturally a person who likes doing it. I only do it to entertain people, you know, give them some happiness amongst the flipping freezing misery that's going on over there. And, but it just takes so much out of it, out of me. And I don't like. I'm a person who likes to enjoy a moment as opposed to, you know, post it or whatever it is so these are the mountains behind by the way so you see right up there did i want to say look let's hold that for a second that's where that's where we were doing the dust there right okay that up there is where we did the dust first time do you remember back in the day when we did it on top of the mountain yeah that's where it was so anyway right at the top and um we climbed up there today and I'm going to put that on Instagram, I think. Yeah. Have a look at... Listen, guys. Come look at my tree. We're just doing this until... Mesa, there's nothing for you to get up to transcribe anything. Neither is the team. Everyone's happy. So these are Naranj. Look. Yeah. This is Naranj. And uh, sweet lime, someone said. Yeah. They're definitely not tangerines. You see? Now... I ain't seen lime that look like that. But, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't see any, any limes like that, I don't know. Definitely not limes, are they? MashaAllah, man, but it's a whole different world out here, man. Bitter orange. Yeah, it might be. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, they're not, or, they're, uh, they're definitely an orange more than a lime, honestly. But they don't taste like an orange. They are quite kind of, uh, you know, they are whatever. Now, the one thing, there we go, they're here. Oh, come on, guys, now. 
there's nothing like hearing the Adhan for Salat al-Maghrib, man. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Fatima Dasti, the Amrud tree is gone empty. Now you can hear the second one kick off. Ours is very distinctive. It will go off in a couple of minutes. Allahu Akbar. Alright guys. I am out of here. Barakallahu Feek and Jazakumullah Khair for joining us. Now you can start hearing all of the dance kick in. I hope that today's lesson was, it wasn't the most fruitful in terms of, in terms of amount it covered. But I think we did quite a bit though. I think it was alright. But, um, Alhamdulillah. Next week, I mean, thank you, Marzita. Jazakumullah Khair. Thank you, Marzita. Thank you, everybody, for your du'as. And um, we're going to now rush to make the salah. And uh, next week, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be... Oh, you know, next week's lesson, by the way. Oh, guys, on a serious one, next week's lesson might be a little bit out of time as well, like a crazy one. Might be in the morning, even though it's in the UK, but I'm traveling for between London and Manchester. So just please be ready for that. My apologies in advance if I can't do it 8.30. There is actually a, still a very good chance I'm going to do it 8.30 UK time, but there's also a possibility that I can't. So please be on the Telegram group. Someone please share the link for those that are not on Telegram. Please put it on the portal. That's the Maghrib Adans. Uh, one minute to the masjid. What I might do, you know what I could have done? I might do that on Instagram instead. Show you the uh, the masjid that my father built. It's our local masjid, the, the masjid of our family. And uh, it's very uh, it's very nice, actually. All right, guys. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfirukallahu wa atubu alaik. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.